There once was a kindly and gracious king who had a prime minister who was neither gracious nor kindly. He disliked some people, but most of all, he disliked the Jews that lived in the king's country. One day the prime minister heard about a holy man, a tzaddik, who was said to be able to perform wonders. This man was named Rabbi Odom Balshem, and he lived in a small log house near the edge of a thick forest where he spent his days and nights learning and davening. From time to time, Rabbi Odom Balshem would wander off into the forest for many hours. On one of his secluded walks, he came to a hidden cave. He went into the cave and found a very old safer, a book, which must have been left there by an earlier tzaddik who liked to go to that cave for the solitude. Rabbi Adam brushed off the dust from the safer and carefully opened it, and at once he could sense a great light pouring forth from the pages of the safer. He sat down and began to learn from the safer. He saw many secrets revealed there, secrets of the Torah and the wisdom of our great Jewish sages of older generations. From this special holy book, he learned how to make medicines that would heal sick people and do extraordinary things in times of great need. On one occasion, he was able to cure a child that had been bitten by a snake. On another occasion, he saved a farmer from the clutches of a ferocious wolf that was chasing the peasant by standing in front of the wolf and staring into its eyes, whereupon the wolf turned around and ran away. Before long, people told wonderful stories about this miracle man, and so he became known as Rabbi Adam Baal Shem, the master of Hashem's name, very few people merit such a title. The most famous of these people was Rabbi Yisrael Baal Shem Tov, the founder of Hasidus. Now, the king's prime minister believed none of this. He thought that this rabbi was a fraud, just pretending to perform miracles, but really not able to do so. So the prime minister decided to put him to shame and prove to the king that all Jews are just like the rabbi, an imposter. So the prime minister persuaded the king to invite Rabbi Odom Balshem to a royal banquet. Your majesty, said the prime minister, I have heard of a very interesting person called Rabbi Odom Balshem. I'm sure that if you invited him to a banquet, he would provide a lot of interesting conversation. The king agreed and sent a messenger to Rabbi Odom Balshem with an invitation that the rabbi accepted on one condition, that he would be able to bring his own food and wine. At the time of the banquet, Rabbi Adam Balshem arrived. He delighted the king and all of the royal guests with his words of wisdom and explained to the king why, as a Jew, he was unable to taste any of the delicious food and wine at the king's table. The prime minister was envious of the honor the Jew received, and he really hated seeing how deeply impressed the king was 
At the end of the banquet, when Rabbi Odom took leave of the king, the prime minister said to Rabbi Odom, Do you not think it is right and proper to return the king's invitation and host his majesty and all of his majesty's counselors at a royal banquet? Or is this perhaps too much to expect, even of so famous a wonder worker as you are said to be? The prime minister was surprised when the tzaddik Rabbi Odom Balshem turned to the king and said, Well, this is exactly what I was about to propose. I would be honored to host a royal banquet for your majesty and your counselors at any time you will choose. So the king chose a date of two weeks in the future. As the time of the banquet approached, the prime minister sent a spy to report on the preparations that the tzaddik was making for the banquet. The spy came back, saying that the Jew was sitting in his log hut, looking in his books. There was no sign of any other activity. Every day the spy would go, and every day the spy would return with the same report. There are no preparations being made for any royal banquet. The prime minister was very happy to hear this. He imagined seeing the tzaddik's face when the king and his royal company arrived for the banquet, only to find that nothing has been prepared. Finally, the day arrived. The king sent a messenger to Rabbi Odom Balshem to let him know that the royal party would be coming to the banquet in the afternoon. The messenger returned and told the king that he saw no sign of any preparation for the banquet, but that the host, Rabbi Odom Balshem, said that he was grateful for the honor and that he was ready to welcome the king and all of the counselors for what he hoped would be a most enjoyable visit. At the appointed time, later that afternoon, the king and his men, including the prime minister, arrived at Rabbi Odom's hut. But they were astonished beyond words at what they saw. There was no hut. Standing in front of their eyes was a most beautiful palace, surrounded by lovely gardens with flowing fountains and lush flower beds and tree-lined walkways. Servants in their fancy clothes stood ready to serve the guests, holding silver trays filled with delicious fruits and dips and all kinds of hors d'oeuvres. Other servants were carrying bottles of wine and dainty liqueurs with special glasses, and still others held trays of pastries and all kinds of expertly prepared delicacies. As the king approached, Rabbi Odom Balshem emerged from between two doors and descended wide marble steps to greet the king. Rabbi Odom was dressed in an elegant black silk robe. He led the king and his men through beautifully decorated halls to a huge banquet hall where a sumptuous feast was ready to be served by smartly dressed waiters and butlers. The king and his counselors thoroughly enjoyed the most delicious foods and drinks they had ever had. Well, not all of the king's counselors. The prime minister was miserable. His heart was filled with frustration and jealousy. At the conclusion of the banquet, the king turned to the host and praised him in front of everyone and thanked him for his hospitality. Then the king stood up to leave, and of course, 
everyone else must stand when the king stands. Everyone except one man, the prime minister, remained seated next to the king. His face was red with embarrassment. He could not stand up. What is the matter with you, said the king? Have you no manners? Have you stuffed yourself and drank so much that you cannot stand? I'm sorry, your majesty, but I'm unable to rise. I think the Jew has put a spell on me to embarrass me. How dare you insult my host and my friend, Rabbi Odom, said the king. Your majesty, said Rabbi Odom Balshem, the honorable prime minister probably could not resist the temptation to take a souvenir from the table. If he will remove it from his pocket and put it back on the table, then he will be able to stand. The prime minister's face turned white. He reached into his pocket and removed a golden salt shaker that was richly decorated with precious gems and jewels. With a trembling hand, he put the salt shaker back on the table and slowly stood up, his head hung in shame. The king threw a look of disgust at his prime minister and made his way to his royal carriage, thanking his host again for a most wonderful time which he would long remember. The prime minister would also remember the banquet, for it was the very last time that he ever served the king as prime minister. Thank you.